0: Welcome back to Who's on the Lord's Side, family. I just want to let you know before I say anything else that we have reached 1,000 downloads. Yay! Actually, we're at 1,106 downloads. I'm so grateful to God, so thankful to God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is great. God is awesome. God is amazing. God is outstanding. There's really, like no words that we have in the human vocabulary that could truly describe just how wonderful God is. So I just wanted to share that with you all. And so um with that uh, being said, I want to talk very quickly about um seeking seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so uh, when we talk about the kingdom of heaven or where this verse is coming from, we're looking at Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we have Yeshua speaking. This is the words of Christ in word saying, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So I want to talk about that briefly because I want to discuss just why it is important for us to every now and again, especially on the Sabbath, if we're busy, During the week, you know, I know some people are very busy, they have um, maybe multiple jobs, they have children, so it's not very easy, maybe every day, maybe podcasts are easier for some, and then of course church on Sunday, but a lot of people aren't able to do that as well. So it's very important that um, no matter how busy we get in, in life, in this world, with all the distractions that Satan has lined up for us, that we seek first the kingdom of heaven. So I wanted to read... In Matthew 6 verses 24 through 34 and then just kind of elaborate on those verses really quick so in Matthew 6 verse 24 you have Yeshua talking about trusting one master okay and so he says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. And again, verse 33, the one that I really want to focus on. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, in verse 24... Okay, we have Yeshua speaking. And I just wanted to mention that um, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So when we're talking about seeking the kingdom of heaven and seeking the kingdom of God, because the kingdom that we're under now, or because of Satan's rule on this planet, on this earth, and a lot of the kingdom, and every kingdom, every nation standing right now, does not serve the one true God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not even this one who claims that in God we trust on the back of the bill. So when we're saying um, no man can serve two masters, it's, it's very easy. You cannot serve um, your lusty, fleshy ambitions and, and serve God with, um, in truth and spirit. You know what I mean? You cannot serve the God of money or material possessions, or be chasing after material possessions, and uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, so you must understand that a lot of sin, a lot of the sin, many sin that is caused in this world today, the root of it is is money, and if you think about it, uh, there's a point of it where people was either worried about what's going to happen to them, or maybe they just didn't want whatever the reason, and they put themselves in situations where they're either defiling themselves, defiling their bodies, hurting other people, maybe even taking somebody's life all for the sake of money. OK, and so when you are in those kind of situations and you're putting material possessions, even like a job or, or, or um, a position of power over, say, the commandments of God, because there's a lot of people who have taken a lot of positions and, and jobs and, and, this, and uh, in all honesty, it doesn't whatever their job entails is not said morally with the um, plan of God or the words of God or what God's commands are. So there's a lot of blood money that's being taken out here for a lot of things. A lot of that happens in the criminal justice system where you have a lot of bribing and stuff like that in the political world as well. Um, everybody's seeing things like, you know, blood diamonds, and you have people that they just use and, and die in mines all the time, all for the sake of a diamond that they sit there and then sell all this money for. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that's making, um you know, for filthy lucre's sake, is making a ton of money. But at the, at the end of the day, when it comes down to the moral aspects of it, that's how you know Satan's at the power at the top, that he has infiltrated. Um, you know, it does not align with um, the power of God, uh, the line with the word of God. So you cannot serve two masters. Once you're in that situation and you're loving the cash flow or you're loving whatever the heck it is, it could be a drug it could be sex, whatever it is that you're addicted to. We could be gluttons in alcoholic beverage. We could be glutton in simple food, because there's such things as even food addictions. But whatever it is that you're putting, um, you know that you're serving, whether it's your job, it could be um a celebrity that you just worship or idolize. The point is you you have um pretty much love. You're putting your focus and attention and putting, putting them on a pedestal, and then you will end up to kind of like despise the other. You be in the way, and some people will say, well, I don't necessarily hate God when I'm doing. It's not about necessarily hating, but at that point in time, there's a lot of things that you might be doing that if you start to think about God and what you're doing and you know you love what you're doing and you know you love the money that's coming in from what you're doing or the um, acknowledgement, maybe popularity, whatever it is. It's always something that comes with it when you when you start uh, dabbling on the devil's side and start serving mammon and material possessions. The point is once you start to get um, convicted in your spirit, by the Spirit of God, concerning those things, the flesh might take over. You know, if you're not, especially if you're not in the Word, it happens, you know, to a lot of people. I can honestly say that that's happened to me. Um, So it says um, that you can't serve two two masters. Now, what ends up happening to most people, and I'll be, I said, be the first one to say I'm positive of that, is that there are times when I'm, you know, like I mentioned it before, when I'll be on the path and I'm doing great, things are going well for me. And then a lot of those times too, um, maybe I've had a lot of quiet time. So maybe I'm in between jobs or I know there's something going on in my life where I have more time to read or do something. And then, as always, when I'm under the word of God and I'm seeking the kingdom of God first, and always, like they tell you to, things just fall into, like, with, without any, very little to no effort at all. So this could be things that you've already been pushing, like your job, a project. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, maybe for some reason, the energy that was flowing beforehand, things weren't necessarily moving, but then all of a sudden things will be moving. Like, I'll give you an example. Since I've been back in the world and doing this podcast and two months will be on the 13th of November, which is a few days from now. And so ever since I've been doing it, I I told you all I had a worldly podcast and I I've, I've literally I wouldn't say I've abandoned it, but it was literally a daily podcast all summer. I started it in spring, but by the summer I began to be daily with it. But in my heart, like even when I got the microphone and, and was setting it up, and I'm like, well, there's so much I want to talk about, and I don't really have a platform. There's not that many people that are willing to listen to a lot of to, to anyone at all. You know, you, you know how it is when you try to get people to simply listen. There's not a lot of good listeners out here. So um, I just was gonna talk on it and just keep it on my computer. But I had a really good friend of mine who I grew up with in over 20 years, and he said to me, well, is it like a podcast? And I was like, well, that's different because I never really thought about it. So he kind of planted the seed. And long story short, I started to get the paper down, and I said, well, what do I feel like I could be the most passionate to talk about? And, of course, God came up as a topic, and I said, yeah, I can definitely do that. You know, that's a great work to do. And then, of course, I I put up something else about maybe, like, worldly issues for women, maybe relationships and self-help because I felt like I could talk about that. And so which direction I ended up going in first? The one with the relationships. And I went in there and I was doing it for so long. And and I'm not saying that I wasn't fulfilled, but I just know that there was just something in me that just morally would come back to me. Like my conscience, I would get convicted and I would say, you know, you're supposed to do this other thing. And so um, I'm doing all this thing and then I'm getting the listeners and everything. And, you know, things in my life are like they're what they are, but it's not, not necessarily moving. It's pretty much stagnated. Um, at the same time, I know in my heart of heart that my spirit keeps convicting me about getting back to the word of God. But at the same time, I'm focusing more on I need to, um, you know, my finances and these things and all these things I want to get in order. And now that <clears throat> I started the podcast for who's on the Lord's side, which is the best thing I've ever done. And I, you know, it, it like accused it me, I guess you want to just glued and chained to the word more frequently than I was before. This other podcast that I have that I felt like I almost abandoned. I'm there like I'm going to be like weekly now. <laughs> We've had an anniversary. I haven't done anything there, but my point is what I'm trying to show you. My testimony is that the numbers have skyrocketed. I haven't been there. You know, when I was feeding it on a daily basis, it was, it was you know what I'm saying. I wasn't and I didn't have God there. Was it? Now I feel like I, I'm over here like well, you know, I haven't took a look. I'm there are days where I said well I'm going to look. But I'm like, oh, what's the point of looking? You know you haven't done anything there for a while, so it's not going to, what's going to happen? And I took a look and I'm like, oh, I'm goody. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't believe, you know what I'm saying, just how much because I hadn't seen anything jump like that in, in this, and and I'm not doing anything. I'm not even pushing it. And I have other things that just seem to be um flowing as well. As a matter of fact, I would just like to take time now to just um give a special shout out and thank you to Helen, our little radio personality from Light FM here in New York, who I grew up listening to, and um she has took notice of the podcast and has started following today. So you know, God has just been like in just little ways. God will just show up and show out, and that to me means a lot because it's amazing how you could grow up with somebody listening to them in such a positive light. And I I told her this and like that she's such a positive light and beam in such a cold world. Like she's just one of those spirits that I just always seem to carry to kind of gravitate to and now I'm just like look at God. So I remember when I first started the podcast, I was posting and I had little hashtags. And she did see the one where I said what the what the purpose of the podcast is. And she liked the idea. She liked it. But today now, and you know, she's following. I was following since then. But my point is like little things would just start to happen for you. I'm single right now. I've tried the dating field on my own. And, you know, not chasing God, but thinking like I need love of a man or something like that. I've caught myself in a bunch of situations that I didn't belong in. Now I'm just trusting God. You know, I'm trusting God for just about everything now in my life for him to do it. I want God first and foremost in all things. I don't want to do anything without him because it's going to bring me to the next points I'm going to bring up um, after this is because it just seems like I can't rule myself, okay? I can try to 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 open all the doors. That's why I want to say I'm laughing with people with the God complex. It's hilarious because I wish they could, yeah, because it's just like um, Yeshua just said here in 30... Which one is it? Verse 27 in chapter six, which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? So if by, if by taking worry or thought means to take worry, by taking worry, he said, by taking worry, can you add anything or take it away? That's the same question I have for people who say they have the God complex, I'm a goddess or whatever the situation is, I'm laughing at you because half of you can't even fix half the problems that's going on in your life or in the world. You know, and I'm not saying little changes in your community. Don't get me, don't get it wrong. I'm saying this, this so-called, you know, what this power that you're supposedly chasing the universe down for that you can't seem to find. You know, you can't even add one statue or cupid to your head, chasing all the wrong things. So, <clears throat> um, let me go back to the notes though before I get carried away. So, I wanted to just say that for verse 24, this kind of um, this kind of spiritual double vision causes one to believe that he can serve two masters. You know, total loyalty to God cannot be divided between him and loyalty to one's material possessions. Not your car, not your um bag, you know, uh you know, everybody wanna secure the bag, it's that's that's not gonna get it. It don't even matter that you say you know Jesus and you ain't been to it doesn't matter though. It's like it's completely different. A master is a lord um or an owner, okay? So when you have Material possessions just taking control over you or getting priority over you, over then you have that material possession has become your lord and your master. And nine to ten these days, um, money, the love of money, sex, drugs, and alcohol these are the things that have become the masters of men, along with the potions and pills and medications of mankind, and then, of course, the brainwashing from TV. And the term mammon is derived from the Aramaic term for possession um, or wealth, pretty much money. Now, Yeshua wasn't condemning money or possessions in and of themselves because, let's be honest, even Abraham and them, they were blessed. In those days, it wasn't so much like they didn't talk so much about money, so much that like they talked about how much land they owned and the cattle, which determined, you know, and sometimes they had, like, silver and all these other things as well. And, of course, the amount of children you had also depend, determined your wealth. So we're not saying that he wasn't... um. Or that he was condemning money. What he was pretty much saying is the he was condemning the improper attitude of enslavement towards wealth, okay? Which is also why he said it would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it would be for a rich man to enter into heaven because there's something about um, when you become enslaved to money, everybody will tell you more money, more problems, like Biggie said. But not only that, you know, there's a lot of snooty rich people at the top. And a lot of people think, you know, well, when you're rich, you're rich, and everybody's okay, and they're accepting of you. But that's not the case. It's sharks up there because you could be rich in the sense that you uh, want a lot of rich and then there'll be some people be like, oh, you're new money. So new money is not really, you're new, you're not really that respected. Okay, you, okay, then you have situations where somebody could be oil tycoons or maybe just have like a, like a really strong legacy of money and be, hell, maybe even connected to royalty and have uh, billions of dollars, maybe even trillions of dollars. But you just have a Walmart franchise. Now, compared to us middle class people and, and poor and under poor because there's a new class called underpoor now. It's not just poor anymore. You know, wow, you're really doing it. You old the Walmart franchise. But to the people on top of the elite, you know, some of them are just still looking at you. Like, you might as well just uh, say that, you know you, you know, you might as well just be home, just unemployed. It's the same thing. So, you know, you, when, you, when you get up there, it's different. Rich people, and you become enslaved to that because you're either going to want to start to climb and get more money so you could rub elbows with people so they could respect you. You start to change and serve mammon. And there's a lot of people who want uh, money, you know, we all want to a better lives not only for ourselves, we want it for our families, and these things is the things that the that Satan has placed in front of us to, to deter us from um, the Word of God, which is why I was inspired to start the podcast because if you look around you today, you don't really get fed the Word of God, the one in, in truth, like you should. But two, not like that on TV. And if you do, it's the ones that in the mega churches, which you know that um they have already infiltrated. You're not going to get the truth. They're just not going to get it. So it's very important. Um, like Yeshua said, man cannot live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the the mouth of God. You know, which is why we're here. So, in verse twenty five, Yeshua deals with the people who have few possessions and worry. And he says, take no thought, which pretty much means take no worry or do not be anxious. We're not to be so disturbed about um, our material needs that we distrust God and are distracted um, from faithfully doing his will. Anxious care or worry is the opposite of faith. You know, if you think about it, the spirit of fear and worry does not come from God. You know, that comes from someplace else, and uh this worrying about what we're gonna that 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 only comes from the system of the government that we're under, okay? And it makes us set things on material possessions. A lot of people that work so many hours, it's not their fault. They worry what's going to happen. They need the bills paid, you know, and so many people miss out on hell even seeing their children walk, take their first steps or something because they gotta rush back to work so quickly, or they got to work all the time, you know, even when the family's getting together in the summer for cookouts and things like that, they can't. And, you know, it's it's, it's sad because now, uh, you know, mammon have put you in a position where you have to choose between, well, do you want to enjoy this one day with them? But if you enjoy this one day with them, some people can't even afford to call out sick because they don't have um, um, positions where they can have um, paid sick leave. So, you know, they can't even afford to take stay home and take care of themselves, you know. But now, when you put in these situations where you're 80 hours a week, and then you know, if you're not taking the time to feed yourself somehow the word of God or get a little bit of that in you, you know, you're okay, you fed your body, that's fuel for your body. What about your spirit? What about your soul? You know, it's so a saying that I used to always say all the time, um, and that is, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, there's ain't nothing wrong with securing that bag, you know, but you gotta make sure you secure that soul first, you know, and I, and, and that's something that I'm. Like, that's it. You know, secure that bag, secure that bag, but you got to secure that soul first. I don't mean nothing. You can secure that bag all day, but if, you, if, you, if something, God forbid, if something happens to you today, you want to make sure that soul is secured. Because there's nothing you can do, and there's no do-overs, and there's no take-backs. Okay, so the spirit of fear does not come from God. To set one's heart on material possessions or to worry constantly about the lack of them. Everything comes in due time and due season. There's a lot of things I always wanted in my entire life that, you know, I didn't necessarily get it then, but I got it at a different time. And I'm going to close out with Psalm 1 uh, in a little bit to bring that point home. But, yeah, to worry about the lack of material possessions uh, or to live is like to live in like a life of insecurity. And that's to deprive yourself of the blessings of the Lord, okay? Because 99% of the things you worry about don't happen, you know? Again, there's nothing wrong with securing that bag. Make sure you secure that soul first. Let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Yeah, so as part of his famous Sermon on the Mount, he just concerned the questions about the basic needs that we have. You know, how am I going to meet my needs? Will I have food and drink? Will I have clothing? Okay. seek ye first the kingdom of god if you seek those things and i'm a, i'm not gonna lie to you i had to learn it on and off the hard way but i'm 33 now my 34th birthday is coming up before the end of the year you know i'm actually very very excited about the future i'm very um, happy about the way that i'm ending this part of my 33rd year i'm very excited about the way that i'll be beginning the next part of uh, my 34th birthday god willing i see it you know, I have faith that I will, but you know, it's God's wills first and foremost above all things. But um, I'm not, I can't do it no more. I, I'm personally. I can't. I'm actually scared straight. <laughs> I'm scared straight that I don't want to do it no more by myself. I'm tired. I don't want even try a relationship or anything like that. Like if he doesn't send it to me, you know, like um, if it's you know, I'm gonna pray be a prayer for and all things. If I gotta sit my butt down, I'd rather sit my butt down and be in the word and have things open up like they have it's very I wouldn't say it's weird but it's like it's just like they say it's like it's just very supernatural things would just start to but you got to seek the kingdom first and you're right your heart got to be in the right place and it cannot be oh I'm seeking the kingdom because I want a b c d things to happen to me like I want a Ferrari and because that's not how it works and the other thing is um this is the problem that I want to warn everybody about please don't do like me like I had to learn the hard way <laughs> and maybe you did too don't be the one Who's doing it? And then you get there and then things start opening up for you. And then you get so caught up in the things that opened up for you, that you get distracted by those things that opened up for you, that you completely forget to stay on the word of God. See, these things is happening, and I'm thankful, but this thing all like, nah, I'm not it's not a trick what I'm saying, but the thing will tempt you to be like, look, see all these things they and that's not what the Lord is doing. The Lord is just letting you know. He's just operating, okay? Because the, the spirit is coming in. Okay. Things can't operate in no place and you, like you you can't you can't heal in the same place you got sick at, so if you was if you got sick and, and, and spiritually you know the- okay family, sorry for the interruption, the phone rang, and then all things kind of got uh kind of got jumbled after that, but going back or continuing with what we were discussing before, why must we seek the kingdom of god why history has shown time and time again that we as humans cannot effectively rule ourselves like we have seen this in the bible if you don't want to talk about that history you could talk about the history of the world um that we have read about whatever parts of it are accurate or whatever and then of course the parts of the world that we can understand and see today all human governments apart from god will fail that's just a fact okay because they are not modeled after god while they may have taken some of the laws of Moses to put into their criminal law, you know, they still haven't applied the whole aspect of um, God's nature into anything that they do. So every form of government humans have tried to establish in the past, even if you watch Game of Thrones, have come to ruin. And it's the same thing I said about the United States and other nations. Yeah, we're here now, but who's to say in another 300 years when nations will be here? if this if the kingdom of heaven won't be here by then either so the human race pretty much needs a better government that will be able to ensure peace and prosperity on earth forever and the bible promises that there will be um that better government will come you know and it will come to earth to replace all human governments this is why we need um well, why we say every day or in the lord's prayer we say Thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy kingdom come. We're supposed to pray for that every single day. When we're praying at some point. We're supposed to ask, the Lord, please bring your kingdom, so it could squash all these uh, kingdoms of the of the world, this system, and we can be uh, with Him. And then you know, when you're talking about how to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, we know the Word of God is one. Reading or hearing the Word of God, repenting, changing our normal way of thinking which is, I mean, off the rip designed to not think of God. Because Romans 8 and 7 says the carnal natural human mind is enmity, hostile against God. We have brutish minds. Okay, it says, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. This is something you have to fight to push through. That's why when I talk a lot of times, I like to tell people it's a journey and it's something that you, it's a discipline. Like even me now with this podcast, and I'm I'm glad intentionally, so it's like, like I said, it's the best thing I ever did because now it's a, it's a newfound discipline that had to come with this. I had a newfound discipline of reading, a newfound discipline of, um, you know, uh, praying. It's just a newfound discipline. Now, with that discipline had to come a new renewing of the mind, which said from now on, I'm going to start getting up. I'm going to start reading this book. From now on, I'm going to get up. You know, I have this podcast. I don't want to just do one and two. And praise God. Like I said, it like once I started, uh, this is kind of like a desire come over me to just keep going and going and going. And I want to say this, like, the 37th episode. And it's only... Going to be two months on the thirteenth of November and over a thousand downloads, one thousand one hundred and six the last time I checked today. So this is amazing, you know, and um I something that I'm always been passionate about doing. I've always been passionate about the word of God, especially once I started to begin to understand it. I have never been one in the past who could openly talk about God. Um, and I could always say that I believe God if somebody asked me, like if I be- that I believe in God, but I would never be one to boldly just open up my mouth and just say, I would like to discuss God right now. How about we discuss God? I want to talk about this verse, you know? And so, um, you know, it's amazing the things that God will do for you. You just got to keep seeking him and his kingdom. I used to love a verse that they used to say, um, you know, um, if the children would just seek my face, if my children would just seek my face. I thought that was such a powerful verse. I said, hmm. I said, that's true, because sometimes when you're praying, some some people don't pray until they get into the most darkest problems and the darkest situations ever. You know, maybe somebody's in the hospital. um, Maybe they need to pass a test. You know, maybe they don't want to get pulled over by the police. Maybe they did get pulled over by the police. You understand what I'm saying? It's a thousand, like, oh my God, Lord God, please, please. please." And it's like, God's, uh, in college, I went to St. John's University, but, they used to joke and say, Yeah, we're, you know, we, the nuns used to say, You know, we, we, you guys should pray. But I, not every teacher was a nun. This is in the theology classes and some of them. But they used to say in theology classes that, you know, you guys should pray. And like, we're like, they're like, I'm sure God's flooded with uh, lots of prayers from you guys, like during finals week and midterms week. <laughs> because it's true. It's always like this time that we always call. But then, like, in any other time, once God either fulfills the, the the wish or the command or the prayer, right, uh, then all of a sudden, like, things go uh, back to normal. So we do have carnal minds, and we must change our thinking, and then, and only then will that lead us to turn away from sin and keep God's commands, you know? Because anything not growing is dead, and you want to make sure that you not just grow. Well, okay, so you probably might have stopped growing as far as, like, uh, what do they call that? Puberty-wise. But now the body at some point is going to start to decay. But the spirit, the spirit needs to grow. The Bible says, or Yeshua said, you cannot live off of bread alone. Man cannot survive on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of, of God. And so that's why it's important. And then I'm going to do an episode on baptism. So we're going to be moving to Yeshua real soon. My beloved, our beloved. Um, And a couple other topics. But I just wanted to tell everybody, just important to kind of, Put my little mini testimony in there about seeking the kingdom of God first. I'm trying to tell you, it's the best thing you could ever do for yourself. You will be like in 24 hours, seven days a week covering. It's not to say that he wouldn't watch you over you any other time, but it's just different. Relationship with God is everything. You must seek the kingdom of God in heaven first, you know, for yourself, um, for your salvation, you know, for your prosperity, for your health, for your well-being, for anything that you want to grow. And I'm not closing out just there. That's true. I want to talk about Psalm 1 real quick. I remember, like, I used to read psalms all the time, and there's everybody likes twenty seven and twenty three. Everybody has a couple favorites, but one day I heard a preacher talk about Psalm one, and I wanted to read um, Psalm chapter one. It says, "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his or her delight." is in the law of the lord and in his law doth he or she meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that bringeth forth fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the godly shall perish. I love Psalm one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the god in the counsel of the ungodly. I have removed myself. Okay, or nor standeth in the way um, of sinners. You could be doing this anywhere you go, from work to friendships to family members. It's not your fault. But I'm at the point in my life where I've removed myself. And I'm at verse 2 where my delight, my delight is in the law of the Lord. It has always been, actually. And I find that that's where I'm the most happiest and that's where I'm the most at peace. It don't matter what's going on in my world or how bad of a day I'm having. When I'm in the Word and the devil is trying to take me, especially this year, try trying to put me in some place where... Every time I try to want to go sit down with the book, I would get distracted by something else. That's when you really know that you're you're meant to really go by the word. Anytime you see you trying to go by the word of God, you trying to get to a church, you trying to catch a podcast thing, but you fell asleep. You understand like things like that. Like you know, you said you was gonna read. You said you was gonna watch that YouTube video. Something keeps happening. Maybe you hit play, but then the phone rang. Something's always going wrong. Just know that the devil is making sure, trying to purposely distract you. Do not think that's a coincidence and always trying to um, catch yourself to be mindful. If you have to, do what I do, pray about it. Say, Lord, um, um, I want to do this reading today. I've been getting very distracted. Please help me, Lord, that today when I try to do this reading that I do not get distracted or that even if something tries to distract me, that I become aware of it and say, see, it's happening again. And that's what started to happen. I started to say, look at this, it's happening again. It's happening again and after a while it's just like look at me. Well look look, look what where God put me. This podcast is here and I'm talking now and I'm back to So I just wanna to stress to everybody just to um stick to God's word. Because in verse three it says, And he or she shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A tree that's planted by the river of water, if if it whether it rains or it doesn't rain, it is always going to have what it need. It don't have to even move. That's just like what we were saying in um um, Matthew 6 verse 24 to 34 And it was talking about the lilies of the field He said the lilies of the field don't even move They don't spin, they don't toil They don't do anything And they and he said that the lilies of the field Was arraigned This is Yeshua So the lilies of the field are arraigned Better and more beautifully than all the glory of King Solomon. And King Solomon was one of the greatest kings that ever lived. And he said, and they don't hardly move, and he still makes sure he takes care of them. And if we are more important than those flowers, then why would he not take care of us? It's a trust thing. But the point is, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. This verse is always important. This right here is important to me because a lot of people always worry about when their time is going to come. That's another reason why a lot of people rush on ahead and turn away from God and start serving mammon, however way that be to make the money come in. Okay, Believe me, I live in New York City. I know what it's like to, to for the cost of living to be high and you you know you know uh inflation is I mean not inflation going up but just your paychecks not going up I understand you know what I'm saying nobody knows that people that live, that, that live in New York City but my whole point is um some people just try to move in too fast faster than God and not on God's time and it say right here that the people who are um not walking in the counsel of the godly or standing in the way of the sinners whose delight is in the law of the Lord they will bring fruit they will bring forth fruit in their season we all have a season Okay, And when that season comes, it says here that the leaf on our trees or the leaf on our branches will not wither and whatsoever we do shall prosper. I know that's true. I'm trying to share that little, I don't want to say it's a gift or a secret because it's not, but some people don't really get it. There's a lot of turmoil you're having in your life right now. You just don't get it. It's a lot of times I said it too. I'm like, you know what? I want to sit in the word of God today. I have a small business. You know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you really got to push things. I'd be like, you know, maybe numbers wasn't that great this week or this month. I want to sit in the word of God, but I'm bro right now. You know what? Sometimes I sit here and I'm doing this podcast. I'm, I put a I mean, I'm really not trying to toot my own horn and humbly saying this. I have put in a lot of time to reading in the past close to two months, that it have caused me to take away some from other things in my life that I had put more influence on over the Word of God. And all I can say is, I don't know how, the small business (laughs) in the podcast is just doing well. You understand what I'm trying to say? And I am not doing anything. It seemed like when I was pushing it and pushing it and leaving God and doing... It seemed like I could do all the work I want to. Stuff was happening, but, you know, stuff wasn't happening. Just things just opening the doors way better. So do I have a way to go with my with my journey? Of course, yes. I'm not perfect. All I'm simply saying is um, it's been less than 60 days, okay? There's things that I've literally put to the side that I had fear of putting to the side because of this. But I can't cheat God. I can't do anything else without God. You know, he's able. I I can't do anything without him. Like they say um, in Philippians. So, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Except for, let me go back to Matthew real quick see if there's anything else I want to say about that. Just stay in the Word of God. You know, if you don't, um, if you don't find yourself in the Word of God. Especially if you're in here now. Because I, I want everybody to know that's who's listening to me. The devil's after us more than he's after the ones that he's already gotten. Okay? He's not hanging out. At the at the at the crack house and all of that, he got them souls. All his minions, they he's not hanging out there. He he's in the church. You know what I am saying? He's coming. these ways he's he's hanging outside the church doorway for the people to come out the church. You know what I am saying? Uh, he's out here looking for us. We're the ones that he wants to take down first and foremost. So again, Matthew six. I just want to see if there was anything else that I wanted to say. Nope. Just take no thought and don't worry. And have more faith because I just wanted to use my little small testimony to say that in the 60 days. So even, there, even there's times now, like I'm sitting here, I just did this one. And sometimes I'm like, well, I, I don't even know when I'm going to record again. <laughs> I record weekly for the other one. I just don't know. It just comes on me and I'll do it and then I'll leave it. And I'll look back and I'm like, whoa, I haven't looked at any of those days. Every single day I'm on this podcast pushing it. The numbers is going, but nothing like now. So... I pray that uh this message helps somebody. I uh, will be back soon to do an episode. Well, let me see. Sabbath is coming Friday, so around Sabbath time I'll be back. Have a blessed week, you all. See you soon or later here on Who's on the Lord's side.